Total Wine & More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine & More has you covered at TotalWine.com. show hope you're having a great monday hopefully it'll be better for you right now tonight we're back with the latest in movie reviews sports fashion the best in the music out there now later in the show we welcome melody hall she's from the own tv reality show love and marriage huntsville it's just wrapped up first season then in hot topics d venable and d lane from the newly formed ig discussion page husband material joins us to help us weigh on on everything in hot topics we're talking about r kelly jesse smollett just everything that's going on uh, then, I want to remind you, we're all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and of course, our official website, thestevenisshow.com. You can also um, check us out on iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, uh, and our t-shirts. Our t-shirts are still at sale at thestevenisshow.com. Check them out. Listen, when we come back, Hot Topics, right back after this. Music Machine. Lyrics. This yeah. that thing, right? Yeah, boy. Word. Look. Look. The product of thousand tenements. Try, try blending with the innocent. Yeah. It's to the moon like we chasing stars. Drinks in the air. My we about to raise the yeah. bar. Hot Valerian can speak it, then can't eat with us. The Wayne Martin, these this is just some seat fillers. Teach level up there, see the growth. Cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, so who need the most? Yeah. Look. Was quick to want squeeze the toast. These days, about my bread, so I see a loaf. Greedy, couple plates, we gon' eat the most. Point game, if we trail, at least we keep it close. Yeah, yeah. Take a toast, sip it in moderation. Huh. It was written in a proclamation. My obligation to the fairest to will. Give food for thought till they cherish the meal. Swerve it in pill. Chicks, yeah. notice the squad. I ain't talking foreign exchange when I study abroad. Know the facade. Got a slunching up an olive garden. Talking about portfolios and profit yeah. margins. Yeah. We done finally reached the pinnacle. Yeah. Without compromising the principles. Life good. Overseas, different interviews. Back then, you to do it for the minimal. We done finally oh, reached the pinnacle. Oh, yeah. Without compromising okay. the principles. Yeah. Life good. Overseas, different Listen. interviews. Back then, you to do Don't it for the minimal. Deep slumber. Sleep till we see numbers. Yeah. In the vision, seen it like Steve Wonder. Summer hit a monetary apex. Lifestyle's much more than having safe sex. Strategic talks, dudes who don't pay chess. That's starving, only getting a taste test. Put the sores, finish wines and pour it. Learn the game from ballers that stay scoreless. Rap my, we paint portraits. Spitting riddles like we socially awkward. Pyrex jaws to the corporate office. Catapulted movements was flawless. 
We about to take a sabbatical, yeah. Got the brand, the crown's just collateral, yeah. We patrolling different avenues. Life's a bitch. You still wanna marry you. Look, it's kinda hard to think practical. Practical. Think of simple to new rational. Lack of aptitude. Nam me down the Georgia Shore. Authoritative. If you spill it, then it's worthy right love. Coded language. Shit you never heard before. Verbal onslaught. Like, what do you wanna hurt me for? Yeah. Dig. I'm a lyrical enthusiast. Mumble rap. Meet these niggas with a crucifix. We used to listen with exuberance. Yeah. Think they bars coming from a lack of tutelage. Throwing jabs like a pugilist, not the best. I suggest you go review your list. We don't finally reach the pinnacle, yeah. Without compromising the principles. Life good, overseas, different interviews. Back then, you to do it for the pinnacle. We don't finally reach the pinnacle, yeah. Without compromising the principles. Life good, overseas, different interviews. Back then, you to do it for the pinnacle. We finally here. Talk to him, okay? We finally here. So, hey. 
Show. Miss Parker, how's it going? Happy Monday. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. How was your weekend? Um, it was great. You know, I never had a bad weekend. So, right. Uh, <laughs> my first weekend back from Costa Rica. Yeah. How was your trip? Got back on on Wednesday. It was good. It was good. It's a a beautiful country. You just need more than five days. You need yeah. like, maybe two weeks. Yeah. To see it all. Um, so we're definitely going to go back, but it was, it was an amazing trip and, uh, got back on Wednesday, got back to work and, you know, the weekend came pretty quickly Yeah, which and is had good. a little bit of a, a birthday brunch yesterday. So that was good. Yeah. You know, I started to, I started to come out and I was coming, but you know what happened? I thought about it. I said, I have a doctor's appointment today. And if I go there turning up, who good drinking, they think something wrong with me when I go to my doctor's appointment. So that's why. That was at the end. Oh, my God. So you, thought, you, thought one, you thought one day of turning up with, of all the other days that you do just that. The day before. <laughs> but the day before the uh, doctor's appointment, I always keep it clean. I don't want them looking at me sideways. And I'm detoxing. And <laughs> I went to the gym this morning. You know, I don't get up on early on Mondays. I got to the gym this morning. I was ready for them. <laughs> but I had a good appointment. But let me tell you something that did funny that did happen. So when I got to um, the doctor's office, I was uh, going up, and there was this older, 
uh, a white lady, she, um, you could tell she probably was a patient. And then they had a, a, a black woman who was probably around my age. And you could tell us that she was like kind of escorting her and she, maybe she had actually brought her to the appointment. Well, <laughs> the white lady says to the black girl, are you sure that's your real hair? And, and the and the black girl, she says yes. And she said, "Looks kind of silky to me." <laughs> she's there in front of everyone. Well, <laughs> why did she ask about her hair? Did I miss that part. I don't know. She just said, I was standing there waiting, and all her was, "Are you sure that's your real hair?" <laughs> <laughs> the girl looked disgusted, but you could tell she was at work, so she. But the girl did have on a wig, though. I am disgusted. <laughs> oh, I mean, she said, "Look, kind of shaky to me." She said, "Look, kind of silky." <laughs> oh, silky! Oh, crying. Anyway, uh, Chica, what's going on with you? Hey, sir, how are you? I'm good. I cannot complain. Cannot complain. This daylight savings is messing with me, but you know, I'm getting through it. How was your weekend? Yeah. Weekend was pretty good. Uh coworker had a party over the weekend, so I went turned up a little bit. A little okay. something, something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't, can't beat that. Can't beat that. Well, we have uh, two special guests with us joining for Hot Topics. Um, D-Lane was actually joined us last week, um, but uh, him and D-Venable, they actually have a uh, blog, well, it's an Instagram page called um, Husband Material. And so I'll let you guys uh, tell us about um, the the page. Go ahead. We'll start with you, D. Venable. Um, husband material. Um, so so it was it was birthed about I would say two weeks ago, but our conversations have been going on for probably over twenty years. Um, so some of the conversations that me and Dwayne have on the phone, like on a daily basis, we debate what's ever in like the news cycle that day, mm-hmm. and. The reason I wanted to name a husband material is because it has a double meaning. Like sometimes when you go to the barbershop, you hear barbershop talk. Yeah. Most of the time you go to barbershop, we're talking about sports, LeBron mostly, and things like that. Right. So I wanted to step outside of that and talk about current events because I feel like in arenas like a barbershop or even social media, sometimes like your page is one of the, one of the pages that talk about all current events and not just yeah. celebrities. Right. Okay. So that's one meaning, and the second meaning. I mean, I feel like I'm a husband material, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you gotta be your biggest cheerleader. <laughs> no, that's what's up. And do uh, Lane, thank you for, again for uh, joining us tonight. Now he was kind of mild last week, so we'll see what he brings uh, tonight. But I was I was waiting for because I've had conversations with D Lane uh, and Miss Parker. I don't know if you remember, we saw would be in group um, emails back in the day with Brittany and Pansy and all them. And uh, D-Lane was the one that was always stirring the pot a little bit. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see yeah, what happens. I remember. I, just, I remember. I, just tell, I tell the truth. Yeah. I just tell the truth. I'm yeah. going to have a glass of wine right now. Uh-oh. You know, get, my, get my life right. Oh, you know, Lord. I can't be curse somebody out today in a work meeting. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> well, I'm keep my hand on the sensor button. <laughs> well, our question of the day is, if you heard a rumor that your significant other was was cheating on you, would you confront your partner or do you do your own research to confirm? Miss Parker. You know what? I think communication is really key in relationships. So I think you should go to the person or I would go directly to the person. But I think everyone knows who they have. I think people are aware when 
their partners are not being faithful or when things are going on. So, but I, I still communicate directly with the person. Okay. Okay. Chica. Uh, I would sit back and watch action. I don't think I would do anything. I don't think I would say anything. Uh, if, and it, it's also you have to consider the source. Who told you? Mm-hmm. And if it's a reliable source that told me, I still probably wouldn't confront. I would just chill and watch. Okay. Because actions always show. It all comes out in the wash in the end. That is true. What about you, uh, D. Venable? Um, I'm a firm believer in doing my own research. <laughs> um, just just like Chike said, you, like the person that's bringing the information to you, if you really don't know. When you get information from a third party I don't, in a relationship, I don't think you should trust it. Yeah. And what Ms. Parker said, I actually tried the communication thing last night, and it, that was kind of refreshing for the first time in, in my life. But, uh, <laughs> first I, time? I, I my own. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, D-Wayne? First, I'm going to say, um, you know, black men don't cheat. That's number one. <laughs> okay. Um, but I am a, a firm believer that uh, you must you must find out your own your own information. I I do like to to do my due diligence and researching everything. I can't just go off of your word because I don't know what your intent is. Why are you telling me this? What mm-hmm. are you gaining from it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it depends on again the source and. Uh, but I think like Miss Parker said, typically you you already know or you have an inkling of if something's going on behind your back. In most cases, so you, like she said, you know who you have. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I I've never been one to do research, um, but that's why maybe I've been single so long. But anyway, so uh, Twitter said Stephen I show SHO. Let us know uh, if you heard a rumor about your significant other that was cheating on you. Would you uh, confront your partner, or do you, do you do your research? The reason this question came up is because, as you know, over the weekend, Jennifer Lopez and um, A-Rod, they got engaged. Well, uh, Jose Canseco, you know, who he, he was a, a baseball player, professional baseball player, who um, I think he had some controversy with some steroids or something like that. Anyway, he took to Twitter over the weekend and pretty much said that um, J-Lo doesn't really know A-Rod and that he's cheating on her with his ex-wife. He said that he was with his ex-wife when A-Rod called her and he was uh you know saying stop he was he, he had random tweets, stop cheating on J Lo, told J Lo, put his number out there, give me a call, I can give you the details and whatnot. And so that's why the question came up, would you would you if you were Jennifer Lopez, would you find out what's going on or would you go straight to A Rod? What are your thoughts on that? I know we just kinda of talked about it, but what are your thoughts on this this situation with them specifically? Miss Parker. I just think it's so tacky. Um, he could have privately dealt with that. Obviously, if it's his ex-wife, his feelings are still involved with her, or else he wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just tacky. I think that, you know, if he, if he wanted to at least let Jennifer know, he could have done so privately. Now you're you're embarrassing her. Yeah. Her family. Yep. Um, and, and I don't know if she, if she doesn't deserve that. So, and if it is true, she really doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, yeah, I think it's tacky. Okay. Uh, Chica. So what it seems to me as if <laughs> dude wants to get back with his ex-wife and A-Rod is the problem. Um, and he 
has no other recourse but to go about it the bitch ass way he's doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's tacky. Is is low class, and um, he could do better. But I guess he has no other recourse. What else can he do? Yeah, yeah. Venable. I, I kind of feel the same that Jose Canseco is lonely right now. Like Alex Rodriguez has really, he he took the home run title from Jose Canseco. He allegedly messed with his ex wife, and mm-hmm. now he has J Lo. So I think Jose is just he's just bitter. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Lane? Yeah, misery loves company. So um, we all know Jose Canseco is a miserable man right now. Uh, and, you know, when you're miserable, you, you get desperate. So he's he's just pulling that stuff to, to try to make others miserable. I mean, if there's real evidence, I mean, I'm sure it'll it'll come out. You know, ask Tristan. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, ask Tristan. Yeah, I think um, if he was really – legit concern for Jennifer Lopez, he wouldn't have tweeted it. He would have found a way to reach out to her directly or, you know, found a way of getting to her so it's not so publicly. Because what you did, really, you took, you know, what's supposed to be an exciting time in her life, you kind of tainted it to the public. And um, I think if I was Jennifer, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, discuss it with him. I would, you know, obviously address it with A-Rod and kind of take it from there. But that's a that's kind of messy. That's real messy, that situation right there. All right, I so, wonder too, like why, yeah. why now, Jose? Right, they've been dating for a while. So Two years, now? yep, exactly. Why now? Why now? There's some messy people out there. Well, your boy R. Kelly. So I know everyone saw the um, the interview of Gail King, which, by the way, I think she did an amazing job keeping her calm, keeping her composure um, in that interview. Before we get into the child um, support situation, what do you think he was trying to gain from doing that interview? Anyone want to chime in? Um, I, I think he was trying to be relatable. He was trying to appeal to the human side, and he got caught up. He got too emotional. Um, like he said in the interview, he has never vented his side before, and they gave him a really big platform to actually do that, and he lost control. Hmm. And you can tell that he wasn't coached beforehand, or or if he was, it all went out the window when his emotions kicked in. That's true. That's true. Anyone else? I think I think he was trying to. Um... I think he was desperate. I think when you're desperate, when you're in a desperate position, you do desperate things. So mm-hmm. I don't. I'm yes, not, I'm absolutely. Not sure that, I'm, I'm not sure even if he really had a goal. I think he just was desperate and wanted to somehow felt like he could convince the public otherwise. And, yeah. Um, and so it wasn't a thought out. I don't think it was a thought out process on his end or his team's end because obviously if he's desperate, his team is desperate, right? They're they're pulling for things to help their case. Um, and, was, and, you know, I, and I think he's out. broken too. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can't. I, I'm sorry. My 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 level of compassion um, for him is not is not very high. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, you know, what he is being accused of is what he's done for years. He damaged a lot of people's lives for years because sexual abuse is not a one uh, victim a crime. It doesn't just affect that one person; it affects their their kids. It's a generational crime. 
Um, and I'm very passionate about that. So I don't, my level of compassion is, is just very low for him. Yeah. Anyone else? Well, I, I think I have a, I don't know, maybe it's an unpopular opinion about this whole situation. Um, you know, I see everyone, you know, chanting, you know, mute R. Kelly. Um, but if you're a parent who allowed this, if, if it's true, and and he's the man's not been convicted of anything, uh, he's just been accused. So, if if you are as a parent allowed this to happen, knowing that he had a, a particular reputation, you know maybe you should be charged. I mean, for child neglect, because basically you you put your child in a situation. That allowed this to happen. Maybe even child endangerment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but no. But again, we we seek we seek justice for 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 children, and I and I I agree. I I if you if you hurt a kid, I am I'm big I'm big on you know you receiving what you need to get. But I, I don't know if every person in this situation is is a child. Um, I think that R. Kelly, he's probably one of the smartest, if he is a criminal, criminals that that we know. I mean, if if you call yourself the Pied Piper publicly, like you tell people what you do and what you are, and we've all listened to his music and we still listen to it. Even if you, if you don't listen to it directly, you're listening to it indirectly because he's written so many songs. So, Muting R. Kelly is going to be very, very, very difficult. I mean, I think I think something as hard doesn't excuse that doesn't it should not um, take away from your personal responsibility to have some type of moral fabric against you know surrounding it, like to have your stand just because everybody else you know. Uh, may not be on that level or it may not work doesn't mean that you personally uh, or I personally can't take a stand and say, you know what, I'm not going to support this man in any way. But I think you made a good point that parents allow their children uh, to be with this man. Maybe there, well, there is maybe. There is some accountability there. No one is saying otherwise. I don't think that the argument is that they're blameless. But that's like telling a woman who's been raped that she shouldn't have been drinking. It's, it's no matter what she did that night, she shouldn't have been raped. You know what well, I mean? Well, so no matter who left their kids with who, if he wasn't a pedophile, he wouldn't touch them. People, men who don't like kids are safe. The kids are safe all the time. So I understand that. For his actions 100%, period. I, and I, I agree with you that. I agree with you there. But I'm a parent, and I have sons. And and if my sons, if, if, if Michael Jackson was accused of anything or – of, of of sexual molestation of little boys, there's no way in hell that I'm gonna let my son spend the night at, at Never Neverland. So, so again, if if you had a if you had a daughter and she could sing, is actually the only only means of of her career making that that you can find. So, like I said, I get that. Yeah, and I, and I I agree. Like I said, if he if he is uh, if he's found guilty of the crime, I I agree. He needs to 
he needs to receive everything that he gets. But I can't say without without evidence, because because if he they had evidence, the man would be in jail. If the man's a a child predator, he would be in jail. Arresting someone means nothing. Um, and, that's not that's and, not really true. There's a lot of child predators walking around. We both know that. Yeah, I, I mean, Gail Gail King was you know photographed smiling with a, a big one, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Right. I can't wait to right. just do that interview. That's what I'm waiting on. Yeah. But I just don't understand all these side conversations surrounding R. Kelly. In the black community, we can have, we can say white people are predators and they're not getting the justice due to them. We can have those same conversations and yet still protect our children and say, no, we love black men, we support black men, but we won't support this black man. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't, we don't condone this. He was a great artist, and he is a great artist. He's a, he has, he's a legend of what he does. He's accomplished all those things. Both can be true. He can be legendary in, in the musical you know, arena and a, a child predator at the same time. We don't have to choose. You, yeah. People can be great at who they are, accomplish it, and still not be a good person. I just you saw all the conversation around it. Well, he, this person did it. He didn't get punished. It doesn't excuse the fact that in the black community, we put people on pedestals. And we don't want to take them down no matter what they do. And I refuse, oh. I will never be black enough to support a black man who is a pedophile ever in life. Yeah. Ever. I, I agree with you 110%. That's why uh, I guess uh, Tom Joyner blocked me because he, he started the R, mute, mute R. Kelly. But I said, are you going to mute Marvin Gaye as well? Because he's also a child predator. I don't care if yeah. he's dead. He did the same thing as R. Kelly. So, like I said, we, we we've done this. Like I, like I said, if he if he's guilty, oh, he needs to burn in hell. But like I said, I think a lot of this was for the lifetime story. It was all about money for for who, whoever was was doing these interviews. But now, like I said, I just I gotta wait on the wait on all the evidence. The man found guilty. Cool. I, th- I think for me, what's what's interesting about this particular case is the fact that there are now three videos of him on video, uh, three videos of him on tape having sex with children. And I know the one that came out back in, I think it was 2002, you know, I had a copy of it. I, I, didn't, I couldn't even watch the whole thing, but I remember looking at that girl and seeing how underdeveloped she was. That's how you knew she was a young girl. Yeah. And so, so, so it's, it's not so, like there's no evidence that he's done this. You know, because we, it's on tape. It's on tape, and he recorded. So, so, so one of the things, one of the things that I think is is going on with this particular situation, I think it's a duality happening. Yes, he committed crimes, because I think that he's guilty as hell. Is just my opinion. I do too. But there's there's this other thing that's happening with the black men in this country that happen to have money and power, and they find a way to squeeze you until you break. They did the same thing to Bill Cosby. They did the same thing to OJ. They tried to do the same thing to Mike till they drove him to death. And now they're doing the same thing to R. Kelly. But, like I said, I think that he is guilty as hell, my own personal opinion. And they're using, you know, that hole of guilty to now destroy him. And I guess the part that I have issue with is how they love to tear down our images or our powerful black men. 
and I understand that they're guilty and they do things, but <laughs> the other part about that is we cannot have a positive black male role model at all. They won't allow it to happen. Everyone, but, but, they tear them that, down. That's ridiculous, TK. That's ridiculous. Cause you think it's ridiculous? Yes, you're victimizing someone who is a is a perpetrator of their own crime. Like, Miss Parker, can't hear you. Miss Parker, she, she, she's laying me out and I can't hear her. I can't hear you. <laughs> Hello. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Okay. So he, he, we can't allow this to to to, to be um, our thought process that black men who are committing crimes, no matter how powerful they are, that somehow that excuses them from what they've done. You can't say, well, he's guilty. Of I'm not saying that he's excused. He's not a positive role model. He's guilty. <laughs> I don't give a damn what he's done. He's not a positive role model. He's guilty. There are men like Obama. He can choose to be a good person, and you can choose to be a good person and be powerful and be an image that our children will look up to. President Obama. There have been many black men who have done that and are doing that. But they don't get enough credit for that because they're not at the level of R. Kelly or at the level of Michael Jackson or whatever. We have men in our lives, in our kids' lives, mentoring, going above and beyond to, to help inner-city kids, everyday men who deserve those titles, great black I'm men. giving you that. That's, that's granted. But my point isn't those men. I'm speaking of iconic ones like the ones I just mentioned. And I'm not excusing what they did at all. I'm just talking about the system and how they work on these type of men to break them down. Whereas though, like you have a Harvey Weinstein, we still have yet to hear what's going on with this man. They're not squeezing him down. They're not breaking him. They're not making him um, atone for all the things that he's done. We, we haven't heard anything about Harvey. Nothing happened to Elvis when he married that woman, when he was living with her before he even got married. Jerry Lee Lewis, nothing happened to him. Well, we have we black men the whole Harvey Weinstein thing, I think we just don't keep up with it as much because it's not directly affecting us. But Ma- Michelle. Court, the judge, the, yes, 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 yes. On, on Friday, the judge refused to drop any of the charges. He wanted some, like, I think he has like 68 counts. He wanted half those charges uh, dropped, and they refused to. So there are things going on with his case as well. But I think we have to stop saying, but we can say, okay, well, he was great with what he did as a physician. But who he is as a person is not a reflection of what we want to represent our community, period. He's anyway. So I don't care if he's down or not. He, can choose, he could have chosen to be a legendary, uh, iconic person and a good person at the same time, but he didn't choose that. So he wasn't that damn concerned about his, his, his legacy. If he was, he wouldn't, have been, he wouldn't have been doing what he was doing. So we're more uh, concerned about how we see him than how he sees himself or how he carries himself or the choices that he makes. I think I think the we have to in the black community allow people to be accountable for their actions. We have to do that. And I understand black men have been victimized in this country for so long that it's it's the instinct to protect themselves and to protect each other because we are still victims and you guys number one still a victim of the system. I get that. We can have all those conversations and still say our Kelly is a piece of shit. I'm sorry, excuse my language. This is one of the things that I have an issue with when it comes to the R. Kelly situation. Again, if he's guilty, he's guilty. Um, like somebody said earlier, he was charged before. They had a video before way back in the day he got off. Mm-hmm. Somehow he got off. 
but accountability. The people that are that are bringing these tapes to the feds or whoever they're bringing them to, shouldn't they be held or get? Shouldn't something be brought up against them for having child pornography in their possession? Like well, you've had these tapes for years, and I'm sure you you watched these tapes. You recently had to watch it to get turn it over to the police. So they possess this stuff, and it's child pornography. So why is being brought up against Well, well, the gentleman exactly. Well, the gen the gentleman who um, had the most recent tape, he said that um, you know he's a sports fanatic. He found this old thing of cassette tapes. I mean, not, uh, VH VHS tapes, and so he saw one that it had it had um, some sports game one, and then it had R. Kelly's name. He thought it was an R. Kelly concert, and then he put it in, and he saw what it was, and he said he took it out, and he was going to throw it away. His wife said, "No, you need to turn that into the FBI," and so that was that was his story. You know, at the press conference. Hey, Steve. Hmm? Yeah, you, you ever been? You ever been to Chicago? I know you've been to Chicago, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I've been to Chicago, right? And outside of their train station, like when I when I first got there, it was a dude who had like the three cards, right? He was like, pick the card. You mm-hmm. know, it was basically it was it was a it was a scheme. Right. You know what I'm saying? It right. Was a, he, he knew where he was gonna put the card at, right? Mm-hmm. So. With this, this is like a card game. This, like everything's a card game in in this country. So the the biggest stories, and I, I posted this earlier. The biggest story last week, in the beginning of the week, was Mr. Cohen and his testimony against our president. Right. Your president, but um, <laughs> that that was the biggest story. And then two days later. Like, it, it was, I mean, it was everywhere. And then all of a sudden, you don't even hear about it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's gone. Right. You, is it, what happened to it? Because they know that it's just like with, with the fashion industry. Black people spend the most money on clothes. We got to look fly. We, we, we have the big, we're the consumers of anything, including social media. So the way that that we can get rid of this whole story is to say, hey, you know what? A man all of a sudden, 30 years, 25 years later, finds a, a VHS and says, oh, my God, this is an R. Kelly, this is an R. Kelly video. Really? Yeah, but the thing <laughs> is, the, the Cohen case is not going away. That's still an ongoing invest, uh, uh you know, cases going on. They were just well, talking about it, how he uh, supposedly asked Trump for a pardon. So it's just, they're still talking about it. But I think what it is with R. Kelly is he's had decades and decades of allegations against him. You know, even from Mary and Aaliyah at 15. Huh? So has, so has Donald Trump. I agree. Yeah, but they're on him too. They're on him too. They're, it's not like they're not on Donald Trump now. You know what I'm saying? Trust me. We, we as people, we as black people, we love to roast our own people first. I don't. That's what I, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't know. I, I, I think. I think. I think. I think society does. I don't think black people do. I think society does. Like the powers that be. I don't think black Listen, people are roasting our own. Our own. I, I can go on Facebook or on my on my Instagram, and I can see everybody who I follow that's white versus everybody I follow who's black, and who has an R. Kelly meme or. Or who has a Mike Jordan meme, or whoever, whatever meme they're they're about. Yeah. They don't know who he is exactly. They don't know who he is, 
but yet they know who they're they they I, I know a lot of people I went to a, a predominantly white school and I don't see any of these people saying oh this this person's a bad guy you know who these people are Harvey Weinstein uh, Donald Trump um, what's what's my man uh, uh, my, my man who was uh, what's his what's the actor's name I can't think of his name I can, I can see his face oh uh, um, Spacey Spacey Kevin Spacey Kevin Spacey you, you can, all these people they know who they are they know who they are but they're not talking about them. We are going to keep this in the news as long as we can. We're going to make memes about it. I cannot believe you said that. So you want us to not talk about R. Kelly because why do you want to talk about their their perpetrators? To me, you're becoming. I've seen black people have been victimized by white people so much they're turning into white people. Like mentality wise, like you're saying, let the crime go. That's what they do. That's what they do. No, 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 no. No, you got me. You got you got you got me all wrong. If he, okay. when he's guilty, when he's found guilty, yeah, he needs to be dragged guilty. But let let the man have due process. Like I said, we as okay, people, well, that's fair. That's fair. We, right. like I said, that's all we want is due process. Nobody, nobody gives blank and equal. And and process. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they know that it's all about court of public opinion. If court of public opinion says that R. Kelly is guilty and he did it, that's what's going to happen. Because that's how they're angling it. They're already playing this out in the media and everything already. We know how this is going to go. If he gets off this time, I will be totally surprised. No, I don't think he's getting off this time. But I love no, because they they annexed him. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to mention uh, before we go to break real quick about the R. Kelly case. So y- you all know he was arrested uh, for the sexual assault charges, and um, bail was at a hundred thousand dollars. A woman who he doesn't even know who lives in Chicago, she bailed him out. Then he was arrested a few days later on child uh, back child support, and the bail was one hundred and sixty thousand dollars. And another woman uh, bailed him out, and so um, he was saying the reason why he doesn't he hasn't paid his child support, his excuse for not paying his child support, even though he told uh, Gail King he wants to have a relationship with his children, he stopped paying, paying child support because. Uh, he was doing despite his ex-wife Drea, who he says has brainwashed his kids. I don't know. This uh, for me, I, I don't have nothing for R. Kelly. Watching his interviews, watching his um, his uh, arrogant personality in the midst of all this. Because of my thing, if I know if I'm being accused of these kind of allegations and I didn't do it, I wouldn't be at a birthday party. Uh, you know, singing all you know, performing. I wouldn't be doing all this stuff bringing attention to myself. I wouldn't have gone to McDonald's when I got out of court, um, the same, out of jail, the same McDonald's is saying that he um, would try to get young girls at. But enough about R. Kelly. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. Wait, wait. Stephen, can I, just, can I just say this before we go to break? Sure. Uh, Je- Jesse Smollett was big uh, in the news, too. Yeah, we're going to talk about him. R. Kelly. Mm-hmm. And, well, I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm just bringing up these cases and these distractions that are happening, and I don't know if the masses know that they passed a law in Illinois that it is a felony to film a police officer. To do what? It's a felony to do what? Film a police officer. Oh, really? Wow. Yes. That's interesting. All right. Well, listen, quick break. We'll be right back after this. John Dummy made the beat and I'm going to kill it. 
head And I'm still spinning in my bed How long will this end? Oh, oh, oh Hey, this is your girl Melody Holt from Love and Marriage Huntsville, and you are listening to The Stephen Knight Show. All right, welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. I want to remind you all over social media, Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and of course our official website, thestephennightshow.com. You can also check us out on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Just go to our website, stephennightshow.com. All right, so check this story out. A mother of five, she's 28 years old, she uh, was charged with child abandonment after a beach trip. So she's from Texas, has five kids ranging from uh, 15 months to 12 years old. She leaves them to go to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She says she was going to investigate an employment opportunity, but she stayed there several days with some man. Um, and so police, well, well, the police were called by, by the kids' school because um, the teacher started noticing um, the kids complaining about having to stay up late changing diapers and, and, uh, they just felt something wasn't, wasn't right at home. So they sent the police out to the home and they were living by themselves. There was, uh, dirty diapers in the closet. There were stains on the ground, flies in the kitchen. Um, and just an unkept place. So they they have removed the kids out, out of, put them in child protective services, but then later, um, gave them back to, uh, to relatives, not the not the mom. If the mom is convicted, she'll be she faces two to twenty years in prison. What do you think her um her her uh she, what do you think her punishment should be, Miss Parker? That's a hot. That's just a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody don't need to have children. Yeah. Yep. I think your kids need to be placed somewhere else. Hopefully, you know, they have a loving family member that doesn't mind taking them in, find a loving father home. They don't deserve that. They mm-hmm. don't deserve that. Yeah. It's just, I, I just don't understand how people, when people have children, I don't think it's really a thought of a process of how much of a responsibility, not only to themselves, but to the children and to society. You're raising people who are going to be a part of our society. And what type of person do you want to raise? What type of person do you want to be? Um, what kind of trauma do you want them to go into adulthood having to heal from? That's just, that's saddening to me. That's why we have their children normally in that condition. Um, I, I don't know what her punishment should be, but I think the kids should be taken away. You think she should do jail time? I, I, don't, I don't know if that's going to help anything. Mm. Um, put somebody in jail and then what? You know, I just think her kids, she doesn't deserve to have those children. Yeah. yeah. Chica. Just like she left those kids, they need to leave her in a dark, cold, dank cell. Mm. Mm. You think she she could face uh, two to twenty years in prison? What do you think she? What do you 15 think? Fifteen would be nice. Fifteen 15. is nice. Yeah. What about you, Venable? Um, from her statement, when she said because she needed to get away from everything that was happening at home. Yeah. It, it seems like to me she already felt like she was in jail, so she was breaking loose. Mm-hmm. Um. I really feel in this situation, like like Michelle said, everybody does not need to have kids. That's true. And I heard a statement all the time: you don't have kids, you don't understand. You don't have to under, You don't have to have children to understand. Have common sense. Yeah. And I really, I really feel like a, a good punishment for her 
would be that every every female that cannot have a, bi- a child biologically should get in a room with her and everybody get one lick. Mm. Mm. Yeah, they said she had, um, you know, the ba- the youngest was 15 months old and they said she had knives around the house where the kids could access them. Um, just, um, and then, like- you know what, wait a minute, Stevie, there's another thing too. I mean, she could be in postpartum, not, not that I'm making excuses for her, yeah. but when women have postpartum, they do, you know, insane things. So she may need mental, you know, help. She may yeah. need to go see a therapist. That's a good point. I have a question about the timeline because it said they visited the home in late August mm-hmm. and she was arrested on February 11th. Yeah, yeah. That I guess guess they're doing an investigation because they said that um, the affidavit showed that she had vis- gone to the beach and visited different tourist locations um, with a male friend. So maybe they were doing an investigation during this time. But I don't think she had the kids with her um, when... I think the kids were already removed from the home once she was arrested. That's that's crazy. Uh, D-Lane, you're a father. What are your thoughts on this? Um, well, I, I do. Uh, I don't think, just like I don't think putting fathers in jail for child support does anything. I don't think um, jail time for this woman is going to do anything for her, but mm. uh, make taxes go up. Um, so, you know, unless they're giving her the death penalty, um, I feel like she needs uh, she needs help mentally. I think yeah. uh, it, it we we're quick to, to throw people in jail, and and that's that's always not the case. I, I think maybe she needs to be uh, committed to a mis- mental institution mm-hmm. um, because you leave you leaving you're leaving children. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, I have I have a lot of compassion for children, but there's no way I have more compassion than a mother, um, because you know I, I know my father could beat my ass and and my mother would probably cry and my mm-hmm. father would go about his business. Yeah. So, um, so I know that she needs help. She needs mental help. Mm-hmm. Um, I think jail is a jail is an appropriate um, an appropriate punishment for her. Yeah. Yeah. That actually makes sense. I think, yeah, it is because it's quick to throw someone in and lock the key, you know, throw away the key. I think um, mental evaluation and mental treatment is definitely required, especially, I mean, you leave a 15-month-year-old at home, you know, while you're at the beach. And it's, yeah. That's and, why I said and, postpartum because that child was so young. Yeah, and, and, and she was in Texas. This is to North South Carolina. It's not like it was like, even, I mean, that's not an excuse either, but it's not like she was like an hour away. She was you know, there was a distance. So, yeah, there's something off there. And the, the sad thing about this story, I, I really feel like nothing's going to happen. She's going to get probation. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, the, the the child care worker that hung the child and then ran over somebody. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. She got probation. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. All right, well, last story, your boy, Justice Smollett, um, he's indicted uh, on 16 felony counts. Uh, so it says um, the Empire actors had been indicted in 16 felony counts in connection to his alleged false hate crimes report. CBS Chicago reports that a grand jury returned a disorderly conduct indictment on Thursday. All of the false reports of offenses charges are class four felonies. Now, Jesse was originally only facing a single count of felony disorderly conduct for uh, filing a false police report, which could carry a three year sentence plus fines. Um, this comes after Chicago PD announced that they are conducting an internal investigation into the leaks surrounding the case. They admit that some of the leaks 
the leaked information was not factually accurate. Jesse will be arraigned on March 14th. Uh, and the news apparently came as a surprise to his legal team who had no idea this was happening. Many people aren't thinking he's not going to do any jail time, even if he is found guilty on all these. Um, do you think he should do jail, jail time if, if he is found guilty of these 16 counts? Ms. Parker. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. If he's, I don't know. I don't know about jail time. I don't think jail time. I think, uh, honestly, I think that there's a lot of, there, here's a situation where we can go back to what you guys talked about earlier, where the justice system's not always aligned and equal, and we know that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been white girls who've lied, but men being, you know, raping them, black yep. men raping them, and yep. gotten off. So, no, I don't think jail time. I think he's probably just reimbursed the city for the money they spent mm-hmm. doing the investigation. Yeah. Um, and then maybe do some community service where he can, he, maybe he can, he can be of value um, in some way to the city and maybe mentoring kids or something like that. Um, and and that way he's able to pay for his mistake. Um, but I don't think jail time is necessary for this, no. Okay. Chica? <laughs> I think they should find him out the wazoo since his motive was, I guess, allegedly to have more money. They should hit him where where it hurts, since money is the the root of the evil for him. They should hit him in his pocket deeply. Mm-hmm. I agree with Miss Parker. He should pay. Venable. And then he should have oh. community service. Yeah, I agree with that. Venable. I kind of feel like he needs some mental health as well, because mm-hmm. um, if, if if that was his motive, if, if all of this is true, that was his motive. He wanted more money. Um, Jesse, you're already making more money than a lot of people. Yeah. And one of the, the hottest TV shows that's out there. I don't watch it, but from from what I'm hearing, it, it, it's one of the biggest shows on Fox. Mm-hmm. Um, so your time will come. Like you have, you came from a family that that are actors and actresses. So you know it takes time. You know it takes work to get to where you want to be. So I, I really, and in this case though, I really feel like 16 felony counts is a little excessive. I think so too. Watch enough Law and Order to know that. They're just throwing stuff out there to see what's going to stick. What's going to stick, yeah. So if their if their case was that airtight against Jesse, then it wouldn't take that many counts to charge. Yeah, and the irony is that they they did this in retaliation to the investigation being done to the Chicago uh, PD, I believe. Um, Charlotte investigations being done. Uh, Lane, what are your thoughts? Man, Carolyn Dunham in midfield. I mean. Until she's charged, shit like this doesn't matter to me. Um, I understand, like I said, like I said before, he set back the, uh, the uh, certain communities, um, certain certain races. He 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 set back. He he set the the culture back by by pulling this stunt. But I don't think he should be charged with anything. Like I said, lo- as long as as this woman is not charged and and. And I'm 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 a product of a of a man who was born. My 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 father was born in 1922. So I I'm a I'm a product of that that type of uh, of racism that he he dealt with. So he taught me a, a lot and what not to deal with. So again, Jesse's done a lot of of dumb shit for uh, for black people, uh, lesbian, gay community, uh, and I know it's gonna hurt. But should he be should he be charged for a crime? No. Should he get should he do something to to make it right? Sure. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't 
should be charged until uh, Carolyn Dunham's charged. And if she's not charged, no. he could just just be, be free. But I, I think he does need to make a, a statement, a public apology, um, because he did. I mean, he he damaged a, a lot of of, hard, of people who actually do real hard work to 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 make the country equal. Everybody to have equal rights because. Um, it, even though you are considered a citizen of the United States of America, Stephen, um, you're still looked at as a second-class citizen, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, um, I do. I do. Well, Empire comes back one this week, so um, I know they have they have cut out some of his um, his scenes, and I know he's out the last two episodes of the season. And I've heard that people um, on the cast, some are they're torn. Some don't want to have things do with him. Some are supporting him. So we'll see how it plays bring out. Bring back Jesse. Hmm? I said bring back Jesse. I don't like the show, but bring him back. <laughs> well, Derek and uh, D-Lane, D- um, Venable, tell us again where we can um, keep up with the Instagram uh, page. You got it, D-Lane. Oh, um, it's uh it's husband material EST like established twenty nineteen. All right. And I I went on there over the weekend and you has some really good uh posts, you know, that makes you think. I definitely appreciate you you all joining us tonight uh for these conversations. Uh, Miss Parker, thank you for another great hot topics and Chicky, I know y'all see your movie reviews. But everyone have a great week, okay? Yes, sir. Thank all you. All right. And we're right back after this. Sipping the yak in them bottles of Hennessy I have no fear but love for my enemies I knew this like a new bitch, so remember me I part shit like Moses, that's the end of the sea Pop out live like a vending machine And I'm new and I'm trending the scene Ay, I'm no Osiris to the shit, you're pretending to be me MGS live like a LSW Pop, pop, yeah we trouble you Glass of Scott's coughing out that BMW Pop, pop, yeah we under you Marvel Comics, yeah, we bring the thunder too. Thor cock the hammer, that's what I'm finna done to you. We branch out and none of raw thunder wonder you. And I'm a motherfucking guy here in this Tundroom school. Yeah. I sing it. Yeah. We never told ya. Hey, verse 2, mellow. I'm living lavish, you feel the hunger do? 
The eye of horror scattered in my younger views. We ruffle you, we taking over like cocaine and baking soda. You can remain Jehovah, the game is over. We plain selling soldier, my name is Hover. The range is roller, we spray the rover. Maintain the cobra, my guy suffers on a mission. And I ain't staying sober, my diamonds glistening. I'm in that prime position, that nine milli clap like an encore. Shatter that face and all that contour. LA, baby, yeah, you know we on tour. California, baby, yeah, having a ball. No Dr. Dre, no Snoop, just Alize. We in that coupe sipping on Grandma's special soup. Illuminati through my body at the party on Bacardi. Kamikaze, have it largey, caviar in my scenario. Then I was born on a job. Uh, now the inside guts look like corn on a cob. Uh, food on the plate, guess you the dinner meal. Bowling like Cinefill. Please get this kid a meal. Product, product, cooking in the bando. Product, product, cooking in the bando. I 
whip it up in the pot. I'm getting rid of them O's. I whip it up in the pot. I'm getting rid of them O's. Product, product cooking in the bando. Product, product cooking in the bando. I whip it up in the pot. I'm getting rid of them O's. I whip it up in the pot. I'm getting rid of them O's. I gave them more than they can ask for Big stick, similar to Jim Duggan Axel Big whips, call me Esawa Yeah, I'm that boy SV, call him Escobar With them tracks, boy Uh, I can't say sorry, I make you fellows mad Uh, and can't stop me, I'm like a yellow cab Uh, and just for that, I might cop the yellow jag Uh, I never left, but it's like you could tell I'm back Got about to 20 on the dashboard Wear the cup of Henny, that's the crash course For the drop, I keep a mask for And the clock, like I shop with the task force Uh, I'm making my name, you should call me monumental Uh, I studied the best, you can't even find a temple Uh, like I'm tapping them bags Every dime I mention, you can't even find a signal You don't know the ground I'm into Product, product cooking in the bando Product, product cooking in the bando I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them O's I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them O's Product, product cooking in the bando Product, product cooking in the bando I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them O's I whip it up in the pot, I'm getting rid of them O's Hey guys, this is Shane Moore, and we're listening to The Stephen Knight Show. Welcome back to The Stephen Knight Show. Our guest tonight can be seen each week on the own TV reality show, Love and Marriage, Huntsville. Please help me welcome Melody Holt. Welcome to the show. Hey, <laughs> I'm excited. Thank uh, you so much for having me. I'm excited. You know, I happened to stumble across the show right when it started, and um, have been watching it each week, and you know, it's it's a great show. How did you get involved? Um, Well, so to be honest, about four and a half years ago, my husband and I had an idea for a reality show here in Huntsville. Mm -hmm. So we met with one of the top producers, Carlos King, and we met with him, shared with him our treatment, our idea, our concept. And over the years, we pretty much just stayed in contact with him regularly, letting him know why Huntsville would be a great place to actually have a show based out of. Yeah. Um, And so... Eventually, my husband and I put together a sizzle that included him, myself, our children, and some of our workers. Carlos loved it, okay? <laughs> he loved it and was like, girl, yes, I want to see y'all a contract this week. I want wow. to y'all a show. I don't want you to talk to anybody else. Don't work with anybody else. I'm going to get you a show. Wow. So that's really where it started. Um, oh. We signed a one-year contract, which gave him the time frame to pitch the show. In the midst of that, he said, you know, I work with ensembles a lot. I get ensemble sold a lot quicker. You know, what do you think about maybe doing an ensemble? Oh. At the time, we were meeting um, with the Scots very regularly. Okay. So it was kind of a no-brainer. We were like, oh, yeah, we know some people that, you know, we'd like to, you know, bring on board with this. And so it kind of went from there, and here we are now with a show on OWN. Awesome, awesome. And, I mean, it's a great show. I mean, I, you love each couple, you know. And one thing about you and your husband, you all have been very uh, – transparent with a lot of things that have happened you know in your marriage was it easy doing that or, or was you know how did you decide what to share and what not to share well you know I feel that um, going through something in your relationship whether it's 
infidelity or anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's always tough to deal with anyway. Okay. Um, definitely dealing with it on a national platform yeah. um, made it a little bit tougher. Um, but we're very glad that we were transparent. We've always been individuals who feel like, you know, things that we go through is to help someone else. Right. There's a purpose behind mm-hmm. it, whether we see it then at the time while we're going through the trial, we don't necessarily see it. Yeah. Um, but we know that everything is leading to a purpose, right? Yeah. And so for us, we said we want to be able to share this and be able to allow others who are going through it or who have been through it to know that it's not just you and you're not alone. Right. Um, we could have gotten, you know, we could have gotten on national TV and put on a big exactly. Uh-huh. We weren't going through anything. But what? Who does that help? Exactly. Uh huh. So for us, we made a decision that we wanted to be transparent. Now, how much we put out. Now, I'm going to be honest, the first 10 minutes, you think about the cameras being there, honey. But after about 10 minutes, you forget that <laughs> That's what everyone says. Head. So, y'all, there you go. So, y'all get what you get after that, okay? Yeah. <laughs> everyone says that they said that they you get used to the cameras and just like, you know, it's regular regular everyday living. Um, when you when you watch the show back, especially when, it, when you know, some of the arguments you and your husband have had, which all couples, you know, have those. Does it yeah. bring back those old feelings, or is it? How, how do you all, when you watch it, what's kind of going through you all's uh, process? You know, watching it back. Um, yeah, you know, unfortunately, you know, it does kind of, I would say, trigger certain yeah. things whenever mm-hmm. we watch it. I would say, I feel like um, on Fridays, I'm excited that the next day is Saturday, and to watch this. Show, yeah, yeah. And my husband is like, oh, shit, right, right, right. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> So, so he don't know what mail he's going to get after the show. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we may get it, you know, I may get in my feelings for a moment, but then I kind of get over it because it is all history. It's all in the past. Right. Um, you know, of course, you guys are seeing it much. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we, we try our best to definitely live in our now versus our Good. Then. Good, good. And I know because I'm sure you get a lot of people tweeting you or, you know, in your um, comments on Instagram, you know, commenting on on the show. Do you, so the fact that you all know this was filmed months ago and, um, you know, you've come through that, when they are commenting on what we're seeing, you know, real time, how do you handle that? Uh, most of the time, I really don't respond. Like, I That's don't go good. on YouTube. Yeah. Um, I yeah. don't go on YouTube looking at reviews and mm-hmm. getting engaged in, you know, different conversations. Yeah. Um, now, if someone comes directly on my page, um, I may choose to engage. However, you know, I'm understanding to the point that they're seeing it. You guys are seeing it right now. Right, right, you know? yeah. So, uh-huh. for you, you don't really know. You don't really get it. So, I don't. I try not to take it very personal. I get that you're seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, for the most part, though, especially my husband, you know, we try to stay out of the Good. news and the yeah. blogs and the groups. All these groups pop up. Exactly. And, you know, we just try to stay clear of all of that and continue to focus on the end goal. Yeah. And what it is that we're trying to do as a family. Exactly. And so, you and your husband, you work very close together, obviously. How is that like, um, you know, because we ask the question of the day a lot on our show. And one of them is, could you work with your significant other? Um, how is it like working with your husband? So I have a phrase um, that I use <laughs> regularly. Okay. And, you know, I'm always putting up quotes, motivational quotes yeah. on Instagram yep. and my Facebook page. And I say that there's nothing greater doing what you love mm-hmm. than with who you love. That's true. Doing what you love with who you love. Yeah. Um, 
you know, when it comes to working with your significant other, there's going to be, you know, moments where you're seeing things the same, some moments you're not, but that's with any, like that's in any work environment. That's right? true, yeah. Um, I think the key, the key is being able to know when to turn work off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and making sure that any argument or disagreement, um, different viewpoints that you may have in the office, that you don't take that into home. Yeah. I think that's the greatest challenge. Um, you know, we've been in business together now for 10 years. Okay, So yeah. for us, for us, we've kind of now kind of learned how to master that thing. But I ain't going to lie. In the beginning, it was tough. Like, I can imagine, yeah. I wanted to, when I got home, I wanted to be like, you scoot on over. And he probably wanted to be like, you scoot on <laughs> yeah, over. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Um, just keeping it real. Um, yeah. But because, after, you know, we hung in there, we knew that some of the positives, you know, we, we don't, we have, we typically have the same, the same um, goal. We have the same vision for our family. We have the same vision when it comes to our business. So it's great to have someone that you're working with and you're kind of, you know, you may not choose or think that you should go the same route to get to the end, but you know that you're both trying to get to the same ending. That's major. Yeah, that is. That's that major, is. right? Yeah. We're, we're both trying to get to that same end when it comes to the business. Um, and so for us, like I said, it's nothing greater are better than doing what you love with who you love. We don't worry about okay, is he is she or he trying to take money from you? Right, side? yeah, you trust know. each other. You know, when you're mm-hmm. in partnerships, you yep. just never know. But we don't have to worry about that because it all goes into the same cookie jar and all right. comes out the same. Cookie. Exactly, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I've interviewed a lot of um, people who have been on reality shows, and I remember there was one guy in particular. I won't say his name, but he he actually worked in my worked out at my gym, and so that's how I met him. And he was telling me how he he tried to play up to the cameras, and it really uh, backfired on him because it it didn't show him for who what he was trying to show, and it didn't and it showed him in a bad light. And I know a lot of people they complain about the editing. You know, once you shoot the show and then they go to the editing and once it's out, a lot of times like that's not really how I am. Do you feel like that what we see is a good depiction, depiction of who you are? I definitely feel like what you guys see is a good depiction of who I am. Good, okay. Um, but everybody sees things out of their own lens. It's that's true. What I saw, I watched it. You know, when I watched the show, I saw me, male. Yep, strong. Yep. Uh, yep, business minded. Yep, mm-hmm. hard worker. Yeah, doesn't bite her tongue much. Yeah. Yeah. You know what it is. What you see is what you get. Yep. Um, yep. For me, I feel like you know, hey, what y'all saw is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I never felt like, oh my gosh, they just made, you know, twisted stuff up or edited Good. it in a way where yeah. it looked terrible. No, I never felt like that. At the end, people will be like, so girl, were there things you wish you had said that you didn't say? I'm like, nope, everything that y'all saw and that I said, I'm glad I said it and that's what I meant and that's what I said. <laughs> Good, Good, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, I mean, so yeah, for me, I, I feel like the producers did a great job. They edited it very well. And I can say that in terms of all the cast members. I feel like overall, you know, overall, what you guys saw, that's what it is. In okay. Life. Good. No one put on. Like, mm-hmm. what y'all saw is really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of Huntsville, now I know that that's where you are. Obviously, that's where the show's shot. Why was it important for you um, to put, you know, to put that city on the map? So for me, I'm not from Huntsville, but my husband is. Okay. I've been here since 2004. I'm from a very, very small town called Brundage, Alabama. Whoop, whoop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I came up. <laughs> I came up here 
came up to Huntsville in 2004, and I can remember visiting Huntsville before I graduated high school and started college, and I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I love this, and I, I heard people talk about how Huntsville was a great place for blacks to be successful. Yeah, yeah. There are so many successful blacks in Huntsville, so mm-hmm. that intrigued me, and that played a part in me choosing to attend the Alabama A&M University. Okay. And, um, <laughs> for years I saw that what people said was definitely accurate and was true and was real and right now Huntsville is going through a major major boom mm-hmm. um, in real estate in the you know just with the economy in general we have so many major industries you know who are really just placing their marks here we've got Aerojet coming Facebook Toyota Mazda um, the FBI just announced they're going to be having um, some major things happening here as well. I mean, wow. Huntsville is just that kind of a city. And I wanted to definitely give, you know, change the mindset of what that people have when they exactly. come to Alabama. Most yeah. people think, yeah. you know, farm. And don't get me wrong, you can go 20 miles up the road and you'll see a farm, I'm sure, okay? Don't right. get me wrong, but I wanted people to see that there's more than just that. That's important, so too. Yeah. that was important. Yeah. yeah, that was important for Martell and I. Yeah, because when I watch the show, I'm like, "That's Huntsville." Okay, because I've never been to Huntsville, so seeing this, like, it looks like a beautiful place to, you know, to raise a family, like you said, successful black it people. Is. Yeah, yeah, and and yeah, yeah. so so you're on the show, and it has um, three couples and three successful couples, um, and you know, everyone's at a good age. They're, you know, they're not, you know, they're young. How does it feel representing that? You know, powerful. Black, young, successful couples? Well, I feel, you know, I can only speak for myself and, you know, maybe my husband as well, um, because these are conversations we have. You know, we're the youngest oh, yeah. out of the couple. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm the youngest out of the whole group. Exactly. I'm 33, mm-hmm. and I think the next one is 37. Okay. So um, I think it's definitely important for us to be able to display and showcase what young black success looks like exactly and what young black excellence looks like mm-hmm. um and so for us that's what it's all about you know we wanted the young people to be able to see what you can really gain from being a business owner you mm-hmm. know my husband and i have this phrase where we say in t-shirts even where we're like i'm not a rapper if on the front it says i'm not a rapper i'm not an athlete on the back it says business owner with a check mark yeah um, we wanted to be able to show hey a very small percentage of people make it into the NBA. A very small That's percentage true. of people make it to the NFL. So mm-hmm. let's talk about how much money you can make if you invent something or if you are a business owner and you sell that business, right? Right. Um, so that's what it's about for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know the comeback group, that's what it's called, right? The comeback group. You all, uh, mm-hmm. I know you all have, um, sometimes you have disagreements. But one thing I really love about <laughs> that you all is that. Sometimes. Right. <laughs> I know every meeting, every meeting. How is it? But I think. Hey, and let me tell you, that's all real, too. Like when y'all heard in episode one, I think my husband mentioned in the confessional, uh-huh. we would have all these meetings all the time. Yeah. Last for hours. Yeah. Hours. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. Literally. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Okay. <laughs> so, you know. Because you're busy. <laughs> Is definitely real. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is the status now? You all still working together? You still uh, doing your thing? The comeback group. So the. 
So the initiative of the comeback group was to revitalize um, a, a cytokine spill that has been typically overlooked over the years. Okay. And so all of us, all of us are doing different things still in that side of the community mm-hmm. um, to make impact there. And that's for us, you know, that's what it's about. That's what the mission of the comeback comeback group is. Yeah. Um, and we wanted to be able to go into that area, make impact. Um, by people who look like the people who live there. Exactly. So you can't sit back and wait. You can't sit back and wait on politicians and waiting on, Mm-mm. you know, the government or anything like that. We have to get out and make a difference exactly. in our community. Exactly. And that's what the entire mission of the Combat Group is about. That's awesome. That's awesome. So in closing, what do you want people when they, when this season ends? Well, first of all, do we know about, do we have a season two coming? Do we know that? I tell people, fingers crossed and prayers up. Yeah, definitely. It has not been greenlit. Okay. Uh, we're still waiting to hear about that. But the good thing is, is that, you know, I would say it's looking very promising just because so many people like you and others were tuning in. So yeah. thank y'all so much for tuning in to the fans. We love y'all. <laughs> you so definitely. Um, so we're definitely, um, like I said, fingers crossed and okay. prayers up that Most we will get a season two. Most definitely. Mm-hmm. So, so when, so... What do you want us to know about you, just as fans and uh, you know people who watch the show, viewers who watch the show? What do What do you want us to know about you? Our takeaway after this show. Well, I want you guys to know and see that you know, hey, while as women we wear so many hats, and while yeah, we y'all do have mm-hmm. to be strong from day to day, and we have to you know deal with certain challenges that come our way that sometimes make us you know, get into emotional states that maybe we wish we didn't have to go through or experience, I want you guys to know that it's okay. Like, it's okay not to be superwoman every moment of the day. It's right. okay. Yeah. It's okay to be a boss and still have times when you have to address your emotions, your feelings, any hurts, any pain, any disappointment. It doesn't make you any weaker. It doesn't make you, you know, like, oh, something's wrong with me. No, it's okay. And that's really what I really want people. I was hoping that people would be able to see that, yes, Melody is so strong. Melody is business savvy. But at the same time, wow, Melody is still just a woman. Right, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and and that's, that's what I want the takeaway to be. That's awesome. Well, listen, I love that you are everything I thought you would be. You Like, what I see on uh-huh. TV is what I get in this interview. I really appreciate it. Um, tell everyone, I know that you're on social media. You have a lot of followers. Where can people keep up with you? Yes, please feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Melody, M-E-L-O-D-Y-S, Holt, H-O-L-T. And I am on Twitter, Melody S. Holt 1. So I usually try to respond to people when I can, but feel free to follow me and keep up, you know, stay up to date with everything that we have going on. We're working on some major, major things. And like I said, fingers crossed. And fingers crossed. Crossed. Yes. Most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> well, Love and Marriage Huntsville seen on OWN. Check your local listings. Melody Holt, thank you so much for your time. And I wish you and your husband nothing but continued success. Oh, thank you so much. All right. We'll be right back after this. There's a time when it gets cold When blows get rough Feel you may not have enough Strength to carry on Be strong 
Stephen, nice show. Adam, how's it going? It's going well, Stephen. How are you guys? Cannot complain. Cannot complain. Have a good weekend. Yeah, yeah. You know, the weather was uh, got got better. Not not perfect up here, but uh, you know, summer's coming or spring at least. And uh, daylight savings times meant we got a little more sunlight, so I liked it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you and Chicky take it away with movie reviews. Uh, sure thing. So I, this weekend, actually went to see a movie I've been meaning to see for a long time, uh, for the past few months, and it's a documentary called They Shall Not Grow Old. And I don't know if you've heard much about it or when it was released, but it is a documentary about World War One, directed or, I would just say, uh, composed by Peter Jackson of Lord of the Rings fame, and it takes never-before-seen footage that they got from the Imperial War Archives and created um, a narrative of these British soldiers who signed up for the First World War and got their audio footage. So it's actually them doing uh, the commentary, the actual soldiers, and the footage of them. And he went in with his whole team and colorized it. So it gives you a kind of that story. And this is, the you know, or last year was the 100th anniversary of the end of the First World War. And this movie really gives a perspective of what the soldiers were like. You know, we see a lot of World War II documentary footage, and even that's mostly in black and white, and there's some color footage. But this really gives the perspective and humanizes a war that I think a lot of us don't know much about. You know, it happened so long ago, World War II. Uh, it definitely gets more of the, um, the coverage. 
And it just gives what happens during their lives, how life was on the Western Front, how trench warfare was, how the tanks were, and things like that. And overall, it was it was pretty good. If you're if you're a war buff and if you like um, war documentaries, I would highly recommend it. I will say it does. There's no narrative per se. There's no uh, kind of overall plot. You know, you're just hearing these soldiers accounts during the war. So it does kind of lag at parts for kind of the normal moviegoer. But again, uh, a great job of just the hundreds and hundreds of hours they put together to kind of go through all this footage, colorize it, and get the audio to sound crisp and clean. And um, again, highly recommend if you're a, if you're a documentary fan and especially a war fan. Cool. Um, do you see any awards for that one in the future? Was it that good? Well, so it got it got the BAFTA, which is the British uh, Film Award for Best Documentary. Um, nice. I don't know if it was up for one this year with the Oscars, but uh, it's definitely – and, you know, of course, since the United States got into it so much later, this, this war was definitely a bigger deal for uh, – people from the British Empire. So a lot of right. Australians, Canadians, New Zealanders, um, and the British people really like it. So it was definitely really big there. I mean, it's, and I don't really go by Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not a big fan of the website, but it is a 99% rating. So um, I think, you know, the critics really liked it as well. Nice. So I went to go see the blockbuster, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, which brought in $455 million globally, which uh, mm-hmm. actually toppled Wonder Woman for a weekend box office. And it actually exceeded what they thought that it was going to bring in. And it also um, broke the record. It is the sixth largest grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it's the, uh, well, the, and it's also the biggest box office of... 2019. So thus far this year, Captain Marvel is the biggest movie. Um, I said it toppled Wonder Woman in in um, the box office thus far. Uh, I wasn't that pleased. <laughs> Saying all of that, oh. I wasn't. I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't. I wasn't that pleased. Uh, as a Marvel fan, um, I was. I, I don't know what I was looking for. Um, I just. I wasn't pleased. It could have had more action. I think that me personally, this is Chike of the Steven Knight Show speaking, I think that this movie was re- relying on the laurels of Marvel. Mm. I think that it, in my opinion, I think that it got through a little bit just because of the Marvel name. And that because um, it had that boost at the end of um, the last movie, the last Avengers movie, uh, Infinity War, um, it helped. It was like a, a, a pre-promo. And then the fact that it is a Marvel movie, and I think a lot of people went into it thinking that it was going to be a piece of the movie to come or they were going to get a glimpse of something. Um, no. I don't know. It just didn't It didn't click with me. Um, I, I actually took some friends with me to go see it and actually bought a ticket, and I will tell you that I bought three tickets and I paid over $50. And it was, I saw it in 3D because I wanted the full experience. And at the end of it, I didn't feel like it was worth it. 
Sorry. Okay. I could have actually I could have actually watched that at home and felt better in my living room <laughs> watching that movie. As a, and I'm not being too like I'm really not trying to be funny, but like I, yeah, I've been saying yeah, no. this for months. I need I need Hollywood to step their game up. And I think I said this before, but I'm actually getting a little bored with the superhero movies. It's like mm-hmm. they found a formula and they're working the hell out of it, and we keep buying into it. Like, step your game up, do something different, change change the game. What I do like about the DC movies, especially the whole Dark Knight series, that it was an interesting movie, just an interesting movie itself. Without the gimmicks, without the fanfare of all the other stuff, it was just an interesting movie. It was a great story. Um, mm-hmm. And it kept me more of that, not, you know, like bells and whistles and, you know, colors and CGI. And I don't, I don't need all that. Just give me a good, tight, behind story and rock it out. Anyway, I'm done ranting on about it. Um, <laughs> Well, due to its box office, I don't think they're going to stop making the Marvel movies. So. Oh, no, no. My my little opinion, you know, it, it won't matter. But when you see it, and I have did a, a, a little poll. I went around asking people that saw it, what do you think about it? It was okay. That that was the response. It was okay. If I'm spending that much money, I need for it to not just be okay. Like, I need <laughs> for it to wow me. <laughs> yeah. Wow me. Uh, anyway, um, so I started a new series on Netflix called The Order. It's basically uh, about the supernatural, uh, some witchcraft. We have some mystical uh, beings also in the midst. Um, I'm not that far into it to really give you any more of it, uh, but it, 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 it has it piques my interest. I'm, I'm going to be watching. It's okay. called The Order, and it's on Netflix. Check it out. And I started watching The Case Against Adnan Saeed. That's a documentary that's on HBO. It's going to be in four parts. The first part is on. And this is a, a documentary of a real case with a, a young girl named Han Lee, and she was murdered. And the number one suspect is her boyfriend, Adnan Saeed. And they uh, had a really brief relationship, you know, high school love, and the girl winds up missing. And then from her being missing, her body is found, and, of course, they find her uh murdered. She's actually strangled. And the number one suspect is the boyfriend, but the boyfriend is uh, screaming his innocence to the top of his lungs, but he's currently doing it from in jail because he was found guilty. So this documentary follows the fight to get him out of jail as they're making the pills. It kind of reminds me of Making of the Murderer a little bit, um, but this is set in Baltimore. And, you know, Making of the Murderer was kind of like in the rural uh, it was in the Midwest, and it was um, a Caucasian man. This is actually uh, a Middle Eastern young man um, of Muslim faith, and the young woman was actually Korean. And so in the inner city of Baltimore, um, it's interesting. I, I definitely want to get to the bottom of it. Just like I said, the first episode is on um, HBO Now. And I can't wait for the rest to come out. These type of documentaries and, like, cases and who did it and why and conspiracy theories, I, I live for that. So if you like that type of uh, genre in the film, of course, it's a documentary. Check it out. And, Sounds good. Uh, I 
guess coming down the pike. Uh, I'm looking at that uh, Captive State movie. Have you seen the previews for that? Captive State. I've heard of it, but I haven't seen uh, any of the trailers. It seems so like basically, yeah, the premise is that uh, the city of Chicago is being held captive uh, from uh, extraterrestrial beings, and they're not having it. Like they they went out and. I guess the city's going to fight back. I, I think it's going to be pretty interesting. From the pre-interview yeah, trailer, it, it looks it looks really good. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, and it has Char- John Goodman, and I like anything he's in these yes. days. So yes, and he doesn't normally pick uh, stupid projects. He doesn't pick you know, dumb things to to put himself into. Yeah. And um, there's another movie out coming out called Bruce, and that's a, a comedy, and it's basically about a young artist actor, writer, uh, producer, director, who is also a con man, and he happens to be down on his luck, and he's going to have to either stop doing the cons and focus on his life and get it together or perish. And this is a comedy. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty interested in it. I want to check it out to see uh, just about the story, like where, where are they going with this. Yeah. Because you know me, I'm all about the story. All right. Anything else? No, I think that covers it. All right. Well, as always, thank you for letting us know what to spend our money on and what not to. Have a great week. We'll talk next Monday. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Right back after this. Just wanna help you to wake up and start your day off. Call me for just don't have to stress, girl, about that mess in your office. Cause I know that John at work been irking you. She mad, she ain't get that promotion too. She mad, she don't look as good as you. Oh, got a man as good as you do, 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 do. Baby, I got, baby, I got you, 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 you. Take you places you've never been to Right now, lay there, I'ma stare at you Cause I ain't never seen something so beautiful
Getting some shit out the crab and sending you good morning text when you mad at me. I make it easy, easy like Sunday morning, even on Monday morning, baby. So what you need from me? up to you now whatever you need me to do i can take all that it's just over you is it like sunday morning even on monday morning and i'll make it easy is it like sunday morning even on monday morning hey cause that's what you're Shit out the cabin and sending you good morning texts when you mad at me. I make it. Welcome back to the Stephen Knight Show. Janera, how's it going? Great. How are you, Stephen? Can't complain. You celebrated a birthday last week. How was it? I did. It was, you know, it was good. I have a lot of family stuff going on, so yeah. I wasn't even able to do anything really for it. But okay. you know, it, it it was it was okay. I can't really, you know, right. Can't really complain about it. It was okay. Well, so. okay. Well, I had, I had, we wish you had birthday on the show, but happy birthday again. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Well, they got some great things for us, so I'll let you take it away. I do. Thank you. Um, well, I want to start off with Banana Republic. Uh, they're having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get an extra 50% off of everything in the store, and that includes their clearance items. Uh, the Limited is also having a sale on all of their clearance items, and they just have markdowns. There's no extra off, but they just added, the reason I'm talking about them today is because they just added tons of new markdowns uh, to their clearance items. Uh, Bloomingdale's is having a 16-hour splash sale today only and online only. And if you shop there now, you can get up to 70% on select styles. Uh, if you shop Express, you can get you can buy one, get one 50% off of all jeans. If you shop Gap, you can get up to 50% off of thousands of styles. Uh, Victoria's Secret is having a sale. And if you shop there now, you can buy two, get one free on all bras. Also, you can buy, buy two, get one free on all sleep tops and bottoms. Uh, Saks Fifth Avenue, Avenue Outfit is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 75% off of select styles. Uh, J. Crew is also having a sale, and if you shop there now, and this, this sale has been extended to today, so today is going to be the last day that you can shop at sale. If you shop there now, you can get an extra 50% off of select styles, plus you can get 40% off of, um, I'm sorry, you can get an extra 50% off of select sales styles. And if you shop there, and also you can get an extra 40% off of full price items. Uh, Shutterfly.com is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get a free 8x8 photo book, uh, plus you can get 40% off of everything else in the store. Uh, and if you're trying to get the photo book, you just have to use code book for you at checkout. Uh, children, the Children's Place is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get up to 60% off of select styles. And last but not least, uh, Carter's is having a sale, and if you shop there now, you can get 
um, you can get a two you can get two piece sets for just eight dollars. Nice, nice. They can find all that at budgetshopaholic.com, correct? They surely can. All right. Well, thank you as always, and uh, you have a great week. Okay, you do the same. Thank you, Stephen. All right. Right back after this. tuning in tonight. Thank you to Melody Hall for joining us. For more information about her and our love and marriage Huntsville, go to our website deceivingnightshow.com. Have a great rest of your week. I'll talk to you again next Monday. Good night.
Total Wine and More now offers curbside pickup and same-day delivery in Northern Virginia. Have great finds at great prices delivered right to your car or to your door. It's easy to discover the more ways Total Wine and More has you covered at TotalWine.com. 